Welcome back to Taxes Made Simple. I'm your host, Carlton Dennis. And in today's video, we are gonna go over the 15 biggest tax write-offs for new business owners. We are in the dawn of a new age. There are more business owners than ever. And if you're someone that's getting into business, chances are you want to know what type of deductions you qualify for. The Google is only gonna tell you so much, Wikipedia is only gonna tell you so much, and the IRS really doesn't give you a whole list. So in this video, we're gonna go over the 15 biggest tax deductions for new business owners. Let's dive in. Now, one of the biggest tax benefits that you probably already know of, of being a business owner, is some of those personal expenses, those everyday items that you're already spending your money on, now get to become business write-offs. But the one thing that a lot of business owners are afraid of is they're afraid of taking their deductions. And part of the reason why is because no one's teaching them what deductions they should be taking. So we're gonna go over 15 of my favorite deductions that you can take if you're a new business owner. They're big deductions. And if you stay to the end, I'll go over five advanced tax write-offs that you can take that's gonna put you in a better tax position. Let's get started. So the year is 2021 and nothing has changed, at least in regards to my stomach. I'm a big foodie and meals happen to be one of my favorite tax deductions. And they just became actually one of my absolute favorite tax deductions because Biden has changed the tax laws around meal deductions. Based on the CARES Act that was implemented because of COVID-19, we as taxpayers who are business owners now have the ability to deduct 100% of our business meal deductions. What this means is, is if you have a qualified business meal where you're out eating with someone who you're doing business with, you now get to write off instead of 50%, 100% of those business meals. Oh, really? <laughs> Here's some things that we're gonna need to do to make sure that we receive that deduction. Number one, we're gonna need to make sure that we're discussing business and we're also gonna need to make sure that we're keeping a copy of the receipt. In the event of an IRS audit, unfortunately, your bank statement is just not gonna be enough. The IRS is gonna to wanna to make sure that they understand what you spent your money on. So we wanna keep a copy of the receipt. And number two, we're gonna to wanna to make sure that we put on the back of the receipt what was discussed. Anytime that you have meals that are in excess of $75, the government requires us to put additional documentation highlighting what we discussed during the business meal. Right off number two, the cell phone. guys. In the year of 2021, we are purchasing more than one cell phone now. Most of us are purchasing a couple of cell phones. And part of the reason why is because we have people that are calling us, we're working remote, and these should be written off through our business. But how do we go about writing off a cell phone inside of our business, especially a cell phone that might be personal use some of the time and business use the other time? Well, it comes down to dedicating a portion of your cell phone to business and dedicating a portion of your cell phone to personal. One of the things that I like to coach my taxpayers on is realizing that the government likes to base these types of deductions on percentages. There is a percentage that you're using of your phone that's for business throughout the day, the 24 hours that you have, 
And then there is a percentage that's personal. If you can calculate that time over the course of the week, then we can quantify to determine the percentage that's actually business use versus the percentage that's actually personal use. So that way we never get into fear of wondering, well, is it too much write-off for me to take all of this on my cell phone? We don't know unless we're tracking our expenses and we don't know unless we're tracking the time. So we always wanna make sure that we're taking the correct steps. We can get into a situation where we're afraid to take our deductions because we did not know what was actually business versus what was personal. So it's so important that we're tracking the amount that's business versus the amount that's personal so we're not in fear of taking the cell phone deduction. Number three, lights, camera, and laptop. I am someone who is a fanatic about content right now. And part of the reason why is because I believe attention is currency. And if you're a business owner trying to grow your business, you're probably gonna wanna get some content going, which revolves around having a camera or a camera crew, which revolves around having some lights, and you're probably gonna need to upload those videos to a laptop, right? So these are typical items that most business owners have in their business, but how do we go about writing them off? Well, if you didn't know, laptops, cameras, and lights are typically categorized as equipment, and equipment typically gets depreciated over the course of five to seven years, which means that if you're writing off these items inside of your business, they would typically normally be written off over the course of five or seven years. However, you may not want to write these items off over the course of five or seven years. Due to the government's changes, you can leverage bonus depreciation and you can write off certain items inside of your business, such as your lights, your camera, and your computer, all off in one year, reducing your tax bill immediately. Number four, licensing and subscription. I am speaking to my real estate agents when I say this because there's so many people who are out there selling homes right now and they had to go through the process of getting their licenses. There's contractors who have to maintain licenses and maybe your business requires you to have online subscriptions. I know that I have some businesses that are even purchasing Netflix and stuff because they're running restaurants where they're showing different movies and cartoons throughout the day. If you have subscriptions or licenses, these are expenses that are ordinary and necessary underneath code section 162A for you to take inside of your business. We just need to make sure that you've taken the correct step to allocate these type of expenses into your business so we can write them off. Keep in mind that if these types of items are still being held over on the personal side and you haven't allocated them over to the business, then we haven't done the right steps as a business owner to make sure that we're setting up our books and financials correctly. So anytime that you have licensing or subscriptions, we want to make sure that you're allocating these expenses underneath your business bank account. All right, number five, desk and furniture. Now this is mainly speaking to my business owners who have offices, storefronts. Maybe they have employees who are just now returning back to work and they're ready to return to those desks. Desks and furniture are also being written off over the course of five or seven years, depending on what type of item it is. But due to this bonus depreciation, which you just learned about, any items that go into your business that have a useful life by the IRS less than 20 years, we can write these items off all in one year. So if you have desks or furniture, including desks or furniture that you had pre-existing that you decided to allocate into your business, we can write these items off. Now, you might be thinking, Carlton, how do I write something off that I've already purchased maybe three or five years ago that I'm just now starting to put into my business? Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go online, we're gonna have to try to look up that item and get the fair market value of that item today so that we can go ahead and write it off inside of your business. And this is a technique that you would wanna do with the tax strategist before filing your tax returns. 
Number six, legal and professional fees. Legal and professional fees will start to arrive when you're in a place where you're ready to set up your business entity. Most taxpayers may go to a attorney or a CPA or a tax strategist to set up their entity structure. And they may pay for consulting to also talk with a tax attorney about setting up a partnership or a business plan or a real estate deal. Anytime that you are seeking outside help and you're paying for legal services or professional services, you are able to deduct these types of services inside of your business all in the same year. So it's important that you're documenting these expenses and allocating them under your business and not paying for them personally. Number seven, auto. Auto is probably one of the biggest tax deductions for new business owners because they're traveling to go meet with clients to make business happen. And if you're someone who's using your vehicle inside of your business, it's important that you're doing it in the right way. There are two different ways in which you can write off your vehicle inside of your business. You can take actual expense, which means that we're writing off all the actual expenses that you have associated with your vehicle, right? The car payment, the car insurance, the gas you put into the car and the tires, or we can choose to take mileage. Now mileage means that we get 56 cents for every single mile we drive that's business related, which means that unless you're driving a lot, you might not take mileage. One thing to remember though, that if you purchase a vehicle, you will also be able to claim depreciation. Depreciation means that you get to write off the vehicle's purchase price over the course of five years. That means that if you have a vehicle that's 50,000 pounds, five years would be giving you a $10,000 write-off every single year if you're taking a straight line depreciation method. Now, there are other depreciation methods that I discuss in my video on how to write off your dream car that allow for you to write off your vehicle's purchase price all in one year. Number eight, travel. Travel is a very important write-off to understand how to do correctly because most business owners believe that just because they're traveling for business that everything's a write-off because they put it on their business card. This is not true and the IRS hasn't really shown you how to take travel in the right way. What? So I'm gonna teach you. When you're going about traveling, one of the most important things that you have to make sure that you're doing is that if you're traveling over the course of the weekend, that you're staying on Monday and conducting business on Monday before you travel out. This allows for you to make the whole weekend deductible, which is what most taxpayers are trying to do when they're traveling. Most taxpayers are leaving on a Thursday, they're going and they're trying to travel back home on a Sunday, but if part of that trip is not business related and you didn't do business on Monday, then you can't deduct some of those things that you're doing over the weekend. And that hurts a lot of taxpayers when I tell them that. So in order to avoid getting into this position, we're gonna make sure that when we travel this year, that we're staying till Monday, which just means a little bit more extra travel time so we can get our tax deductions the right way. Number nine, contract labor costs. Contractors are gonna be implemented inside of your business where you're in a place where it's time for you to start outsourcing the work. I work with a lot of business owners and some of the best business owners are the ones that have moved away from being solopreneurs and they realize that they need people in order to grow their business and to get to a place where they actually have their time back. So when you start hiring contractors inside of your business, any contract labor that you pay out will be tax deductible in that year that you pay them. So it's important to make sure that we're utilizing contractors in our business if it makes sense to, and if we're at a place where we can afford to do so. Number 10, cost of goods sold. Cost of goods sold is an important business terminology to understand, especially for new business owners, and especially for business owners who are providing products. When you are getting into business, you are going to have items that allow for you to sell the products or services that you provide. Let's just say I decided to start a lemonade stand, right? And if I started a lemonade stand, I'm gonna be selling lemonade and there are gonna be items that I need in order to sell that lemonade. I'm gonna need water, 
Of course, I'm gonna need lemons. I'm probably gonna need a little bit of sugar. And maybe if I get really good at my business, I might even start to bottle up my lemonade into glasses and I might ship them out. So there's labeling costs as well. All of these different items that I'm spending my money on go into what's called cost of goods sold. And costs of goods sold are deductible in the same year of business. So it's important that we're tracking all of the costs that we have in order for us to sell our products or our services inside of our business. Now that we've gotten past the beginner tax write-offs, it's the time that we get to the boss level, which is the advanced tax write-offs. Now that you're making some good money, it's time that you start taking some bigger tax write-offs. So let's go over some advanced write-offs that you can leverage. Advanced write-off number one, retirement contributions. When you become a business owner, no one is planning for your retirement, which means that you need to start becoming mindful of your own retirement dollars. And if you have extra profits inside of your business, you can contribute those extra profits into your own retirement plan and receive a tax deduction for it. Qualified retirement plans are your traditional IRAs. They are your 401ks. And as a self-employed business owner, you have the ability to get with a financial advisor or establish your own retirement account yourself and make contributions before you file your tax returns to receive a tax deduction. Inside of a 401k, that's 19,500. And if you own the business, you can do what's called a partnership match that allow for you to increase your contributions. And with the traditional IRA, that gives you an additional $6,000 that you can leverage to reduce your tax bill in real time. Advanced strategy number two, the HSA plan. The HSA plan stands for the health savings account plan. And you're able to set this up as a new business owner or an existing business owner. When you become a business owner, one of the items that you have to cover is your own health insurance. And health insurance can be deductible, especially if you're contributing through an HSA. An HSA is a plan that you can establish that allow for your money to grow in the market and you're receiving a tax deduction based on your contributions. In the year of 2021, the IRS allows for you to receive a $3,600 deduction based on your contributions. And you can also receive up to $7,200 if you have a family plan HSA. So this is absolutely something that you should take into consideration with your tax strategist before the end of the year. Advanced tax strategy number three, the home office deduction. Part of the reason why the home office deduction is an advanced tax strategy and not a basic tax strategy is because when you become a taxpayer who is not afraid to take your deductions, you'll realize that it does make sense for you to have a home office deduction if you're working from home. Most taxpayers that come over to my office have come over from past CPAs that told them not to take the home office deduction. In my office, we take the home office deduction if you qualify to take the home office deduction because it is a great tax write-off and it provides wonderful benefits for you if you're paying rent or if you're paying for a mortgage. Who wouldn't wanna get a write-off for part of the rent or utilities that they're paying into or get a write-off for a portion of the house that they own? This is a direct benefit that can show up on your tax returns year after year from you conducting business inside of your home. So it's important that we get educated on how to take this right off. And then it's important that we actually implement it inside of our tax returns. So let's talk about it. With the home office deduction, the government says that if we have a dedicated place in our home that's exclusively used for business, we can write off that portion of our home as a business write off. What we have to do though, is we have to get some percentages. The government says that we need to get the percentage of our entire home and then we need to get the percentage of the space that's gonna be used for the home office. When you divide the space that's used for the home office by the space that's the home, you have a percentage and all expenses associated with your home now get to be included as a home office deduction. So this is something that you can track as a taxpayer, but if you have trouble figuring out how to track it, this is something that a tax professional can help you with right now before the end of the year. 
Advanced strategy number four, bonus depreciation. I've discussed bonus depreciation being used on equipment and being used on vehicles. Bonus depreciation is an advanced strategy because you need to determine when it makes sense to pull the trigger on bonus depreciation. If you're bonus depreciating everything inside of your business, you could be in a place come next year where you have nothing that you can write off because you were bonus depreciating everything. We need to have a strategy around utilizing bonus depreciation as you are purchasing products or supplies or equipment inside of your business. And that includes vehicles. Everything inside of your business has a useful life. It can be written off over one year, five years, seven years, 15 years, but it's up to us to determine whether or not it makes sense to accelerate the depreciation and write something off all in one year, which is what bonus depreciation is. So anytime that you are thinking about leveraging this advanced tax strategy, please make sure that you're running the numbers first with your tax strategies. Advanced tax strategy number five, self-employment tax. And this is really is not a strategy, but it's something that I'm putting at the end of this video because it's so important for taxpayers to know this. When you're a business owner, you're paying into self-employment tax on income up to $130,000. And unless you have switched out of your LLC or sole proprietorship to an S corporation, you're gonna pay self-employment tax, which is a 15.3% tax that goes on top of your federal taxes and state taxes. Self-employment tax is deductible one half when you're a sole proprietor or an LLC, but it's completely eliminated when you become an S-Corp. One thing you have to remember is that S-Corporation owners do pay payroll taxes, so they're still paying into Social Security and Medicare, but you end up paying far less when you have reached a threshold where the benefits outweigh the cost to switch out of the LLC to the S-Corp. If you have any questions on when you should be switching from an LLC to an S-Corp, just visit my video on when to switch from an LLC to an S-Corp. It goes over exactly when you should be considering making the switch. Now that we've gone over 15 of my biggest tax deductions for 2021, we need to talk about how you're gonna actually implement these tax deductions so you can get the tax savings. It's one thing to watch a YouTube video, hear about all these cool things that you can do as a business owner, but then there's another thing to get back outside of this video and be like, okay, how does that actually all happen? So we need to discuss what you need to do as a taxpayer directly after this video to make sure that you can start getting these tax savings. The number one thing that you need to do as a taxpayer is you need to have your accounting system in place. I cannot stress this enough. In order for us to be able to implement strategies, we need to be operating in real time. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you're a business that's running transactions on a daily basis, maybe you have someone shopping on your Shopify account or you have someone purchasing things inside of your Amazon account, whatever it might be, how are you accounting for the income and expenses? Are you accounting for it on a monthly or weekly basis? Or are you waiting until the end of the year to account for 12 months of income and expenses? It's gonna be really hard to make financial decisions in the month of December if you haven't done your bookkeeping and accounting going back to January. As a matter of fact, most taxpayers are in a place where they end up owing on their taxes more than they should be because they never got into a place where they're doing their accounting ahead of time. When you are doing your accounting ahead of time, it's easy to run tax projections. You can forecast the amount of money you're gonna owe versus the amount of money you could possibly receive back in a refund. And then your tax strategist, someone like myself, can have an impact on that number. And if that's something that you seek to be able to reduce your overall liability, then getting your accounting in order will be your number one thing. And last but not least, do the tax planning ahead of time. I can't stress this enough. Most taxpayers who end up saving a lot of money on taxes plan for saving a lot of money on taxes, which means they're meeting with their tax strategists ahead of time. It's one thing to show up in your CPA's office during the months of January, February, March, and April, like most taxpayers do, thinking you're gonna save money on your taxes. And it's another thing showing up in the year that you're actually making money, making financial decisions. This is giving your CPA or your tax strategist time to come up with the strategies, educate you, ask the right questions, so you can get the right tax savings. 
My name is Carlton Dennis, and if you guys like this video today, I'd love for you to like, comment, subscribe, so I can continue to make more content like this for you guys, and I look forward to seeing you on the next video.